Hello and welcome to West Franklin Talks. It is a Monday morning in the podcast Good studio. Good morning, Monday. My name's Dave, the guy hollering, and he's, he's Matt. Hello, Dave. Hey, Matt. It has uh, been an interesting Monday already, <laughs> I would take say. Two. This is take two. Hopefully, we won't have to do more after this, but there are gremlins in the system. Yeah, we were getting after it, and you look down, and it stopped. And it stopped, like, and we've been talking for seven or eight minutes. Yeah, yeah <laughs> so, about glorious glorious things wonderful things that we probably can't recapture no I, I it's it's out there all right so we're going to we're going to run through this yeah, because yeah. we're tired well you know we <laughs> i feel like we've already talked it once so this is going out tuesday yeah uh-huh and the tuesday episode we always talk about the sermon so before we jump to the sermon though let's let's talk about a few things one yesterday sun, sunday amazing day I saw people I hadn't seen in a year. Yes. They're coming back. It mm-hmm. was so exciting. Some some came back and said, Hey, we've been vaccinated. Yep. Some said we're we're we've been praying about it and, yes. and God has released us to wisely come back. Mm-hmm. I hope they were pleased with our protocols. Uh, some said, I'm just sick of being at home. Yes. So, so I'm, I'm coming. And so it was so good to, yes. to, to see many of you that I have not seen in a while. I hope, I hope you remembered how good it is when you're actually with the congregation. It was a good Sunday across the board on top of just faces we haven't seen in a while and some first-time guests. Uh, Sky Reedy was with us, man. She's decent. She is more than decent. Fantastic So Beautiful voice. Beautiful voice. Great heart behind what she does, too. She and Nathan led us, and Mm -hmm. man, um, I was sitting there just kind of going, this is what heaven's going to be like one Mm -hmm. day. Yeah. Just, yeah. It was so, good. And how about Kirsten starting it off with the welcome? Yeah, Kirsten did a great job. She, she was, was on the podcast last week, yeah. so that's why I'm giving her yeah. a shout out. She again. was a little nervous. She nailed yeah. it second service, though. <laughs> a little nervous the first service, but that happens. Yeah. yeah that yeah, happens. Yeah. It's a good day yesterday. It was so, a great day. Uh, before I talk about the sermon, what, uh, what's coming up? What's, what's hopping? Oh, man. You just had to go there, didn't you? All right. Dear West Franklin listener, please, please, Please help me. Because when he keeps making these jokes, I just want to hurt him. <laughs> Please send him some new jokes. But they're all, they're, it just all cracks me up. Like Please a, like send him new jokes. Yeah, I'm going to crack you to look at happen. So. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, Easter is coming. Easter is officially April the 4th, but we got some things happening leading up to, leading it. Up to it. So yeah. let's talk first, uh, April 1st. Uh-huh. This is not an April Fool's joke. No, we this is actually are, happening. We are having a drive-in or drive-through Lord's Supper. So you pull into the parking lot, uh, come in the back entrance. We'll have a couple lanes set up. Matt, Brad, myself, maybe some of our other ministers will be there. We will uh, greet you, administer the elements, pray with you, and then you pull out and leave. Mm-hmm. And you can get on with your evening, and we can go to the next person on in the, in the car line. And so that's the, from 5 to 7 on Maundy Thursday. Maundy Thursday. If you grew up Baptist like me, Maundy is a, another a way to describe what happened Passion Week with Jesus. It's not Monday and Thursday. No. Maundy. M-A-U-N-D-Y. I'm looking at you, Ben Hendren. There you go. Yeah. Ben getting called out. Uh, and then we jump to Saturday. Yep. Uh, we're going to have some Easter services on Saturday because we have capacity con- uh, challenges. Mm-hmm. And so uh, April the 3rd at 5 and 6.30, we will have two services. And then Sunday morning, April 4th at 7.30, 9 and 10.30, we will offer child care or worship care for birth through four years old. 
uh, at every service except the Sunday morning, 730. So, uh, and all of this for, for worship care and for attending, we're asking that you register. Uh, why? Well, because I just said we're at capacity issues. And so this past Sunday, Matt, uh, you know, I've talked a little bit. We blew through our capacity at the second service. It's a great challenge to have. We anticipate having a lot of visitors on Easter. Easter. Yeah. And so um, one way that our folks can serve the church well is if you're a regular attender, a, a member, uh, we're going to ask that you register to go to one of the other services, a Saturday evening or the early Sunday morning, like 7.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. service. So we can have some space mm-hmm. uh, because there are people who only darken our doors on Easter and or Christmas. And so we'd love to not have to turn anyone away or say, hey, you got to go to the overflow room. So help us out with that. Uh, along with other ways you can serve, uh, we have some needs uh, because we have three extra services. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that means we need more people for greeting and working in the parking lot, uh, especially the parking lot. That seems to be the place where we're, we're having the most need at this moment. So if you're available and interested, reach out to me, dcruise, K-R-U-S-E, at westfranklinchurch.com. And uh, we'll get you set up. You know, you're not committing to anything except Easter Sunday. Uh, I won't put a hard, I mean, I'll ask you afterwards, do you enjoy yourself? Would you consider it? But I'm not going to like hard press you and, and force you to serve every Sunday after that. Uh, you, you mentioned something earlier to me about it that I think is wise for us to acknowledge. Is there going to be a difference in the services? Good question, Dave. Um, if If you're hearing this and thinking, well, Saturday is not Easter, and so maybe it's a Saturday night pre-Easter service, and Sunday is Easter, Easter. No, we're doing this for space purposes. So all five services will be the exact same. There may be a different nuance here or there, depending on who is available to to, to be in the choir, to sing, and so forth, but all services will look exactly the same. So if you come Saturday and can't come Sunday, you're not missing anything. Nope. You're just uh, saying, you know what, I'm going to serve the, serve the church by coming, or maybe it's best for you to mm-hmm. come Saturday. It, it probably, it, yeah, it could be a whole variety of reasons, but, um, so we're excited about Easter. Yep. I mean, it's, it's in my mind, the day yep. to get excited about the most excited about what God's doing. I'm excited. So glad I set you up for that. <laughs> Gosh, I gotta stop. I, I, right now I just want to mute your mic you and eat, walk out. I know, I know you're diabetic, but do you eat? Cadbury eggs. Have you ever eaten? Oh, some of my favorite Easter oh, candy so, right so there. Good. So good. Yeah. I may or may not eat one or two over the season. Okay. In small doses, it doesn't like just make me want to fall over and edge. die. Yeah. I mean, no, it sends me over the edge, oh. but <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just have to be smart about it. Yeah, something so, about that nougat. Do you like the nougat or do you like the caramel ones or caramel? However you want I don't know if I've it. ever had the caramel ones. Okay. Well, caramel, caramel. I may, I may run down to Walgreens and buy you one of both and then you can sample both. Good. And then we'll go from there. Okay. I'm also going to buy a dozen uh, raw eggs. And if you keep making those jokes, I'm going <laughs> to throw them at you. <laughs> so. All right, Matt. So uh, you preached on Sunday. You preached two services Mm -hmm. like you normally do. Mm -hmm. And we're here to dig in a little bit and uh, explore what what wasn't said, what needs to be dug into more. So before we get there, what was the passage? Luke chapter 9, Mm -hmm. 51 through 62. Okay. This is, um, as I stated yesterday, starting the narrative journey of Jesus to Jerusalem. So we're walking with Jesus to Jerusalem leading up to Passion Week. Nice. If you've been following along and you're like, we were in Luke 15, why are we going backwards? Well, we finished a mini-series on the parables. Mm-hmm. 
and now we're going back in order to go forward. So it's just that there's a verse, verse 51 in Luke 9 is a hinge verse. Sure. Uh, If you're reading through the book of Luke, and if there were no numbers, no chapter headings, you would be like, okay, something's happening now. Luke is very clear that Jesus set his face like Flint to go to Jerusalem. In other words, all right, it's time. Yeah. It's time. And so uh, we, we, we as a preaching team decided to go here and then take some key passages between now and Passion Week to walk with Jesus to Jerusalem. All right, so let's pull the curtain back for five seconds because yeah. you've referenced this a few times, the preaching team. Mm-hmm. Who Who is that? Uh, okay, yeah. Uh, the preaching team consists of all the campus pastors and uh, a researcher mm-hmm. that puts together uh, what we call a research brief where he just every week we get snippets and commentaries and word studies on the passage. Uh, the deaf pastor, uh, Eric Randolph, is mm-hmm. in there, and we just talk about the text. Yeah, Mike starts just about every meeting by saying, okay, boys, how'd it go yesterday? And so we spend a few minutes talking about the sermon from yesterday because um, we meet Monday afternoons at 3.30, and then he'll say, all right, let's talk about this week. Great. And so we'll, just giving our, our listeners yeah. just a small snippet. So uh, so back to back to what you preached. Well, let's start with our every Tuesday yeah. question. What's the one thing that you wanted the people to walk away with? I knew you were going to ask that. Okay, great. I mean, I've only done it for the last several weeks now. <laughs> Glad a, it's finally sunk in. Such a hard question, especially here. I ultimately wanted people, because when you read the text, and I did my best to try to explain what's going on, it, it carries a bite. It's harsh. Mm-hmm. And I hoped to communicate that when we actually began to see who Jesus really is, it's not a choice. It's it's obvious what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, when you see Jesus for who he is, that he's the one that fulfills your heart. He's the one that's going to take care of your family. He's the one that's, that's superior. And he's going to Jerusalem to die for your sins. When that begins to land on you, it's not a choice, really. Right. You're like, where else would I go? And so that was, I didn't want people to read this and say, well, I guess I better follow Jesus. It's going to be horrible. Let's say, no, no, no. Jesus calls you away from lesser glory right, to supreme glory. Which is a hard thing, I think. It, when, very when, hard. Because even a lesser glory mm-hmm. still has glory. Yeah. And so sometimes it's hard to look and go, man, there's something better than this. Yeah. Um, and the three, three wannabes, we never hear from them again. Right. And so they're just, all right, if that's the way it is, I don't want it. Yeah. Which tells me they didn't grasp what was at stake. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. All right. So is there anything that you were, uh, either for time-wise or, you know, just in your editing process, you realized I, I, this is valuable, but I, I'm not getting to it. There's not enough time or it doesn't f- naturally fit with where you were going. There's two things, if you will allow me. If you will stop making bad jokes, yes. Uh, I'll consider it. Okay. Then I'll see if I edit out one of them. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> so so I, everybody knows that my parents are about to celebrate 50 years of marriage. Um, I thought about talking about this in the service yesterday, but I feel like I talk about my family way too much. So I didn't. But the reason I bring that up now is my mom is writing a five-part series on a blog that she has about... The 50 years. Nice. Just hitting highlights. Mm -hmm. And this past Friday was when the title of the blog was They Left Us, Then We Left Them. 
meaning we all got, my sisters and I got married to, mm-hmm. to our spouses and we moved away. And then God called them to Ecuador to serve as mission, international missionaries. And within that, and I'd forgotten this, Dave, when my parents went to Ecuador or as they were praying about it, my sister was going through an ugly divorce. Mm-hmm. And this is the part I'd forgotten. My grandmother was a widow and was having some significant health issues. And I had forgotten what a struggle it was for my dad. Sure. To be able, I mean, because at the time she lived close to my dad. My dad has a brother and he lived four hours away. Mm -hmm. And so she really struggled. And so mom just kind of mentioned a sentence or two. And I thought, my gosh, that's exactly what Jesus is saying. Mm -hmm. Because one of these wannabe disciples says to Jesus, I'll follow you, but let me go first bury my dad. Yeah. And Jesus, it seems so harsh. And in a sense it is. Let the dead bury their dead. You go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Mm. And, and, and Jesus is saying, trust me to take care of it. Yeah. If I call you to this, trust me that I'm going to take care of your mom, of your dad. And so dad, dad never used this verse to de- defend why he was going or anything like that. I think he struggled far more than I'll ever understand. Sure. But it does, I can say that when my dad and mom did move to Ecuador, it was heart wrenching for him and still for my grandmother. Mm. She even moved close to my dad's brother and my dad made sure she was taken care of, but it was not easy. Sure. But at the end of the day, he had to say, I believe Jesus is calling me to this. Yeah. And I've got to obey. Yeah. Now they came back after four years. My grandmother was alive for several years after that. Uh, I'm not promising it's going to work that way for everybody. Right. But it just caused me to think, you know, sometimes Jesus does. He may call you to Ecuador. He may call you across the street. But sometimes we make these excuses, and sometimes they're legit. Yeah. And sometimes they aren't. But the the question is, who's the supreme relationship? Yeah. Yeah. And I imagine if we could get your dad on the phone, uh, and we asked him that, what was the sacrifice worth it? He would tell us it was hard, mm-hmm. but yes, it was definitely worth it. Yeah, w- without a doubt. Um, I still think he struggles. Yeah. Oh, no, no, um, no, no. I'm, and I'm not saying you're discounting any of that. No, definitely not. Um, and so I don't, I don't, I want to make sure our listeners know that I'm not painting a, painting a, Correct. when you, when you follow Jesus, everything's going to just be wonderful. Uh, it, it is in your soul. And with with you and God, and it will be one day. Mm-hmm. But now there's just going to be that constant tension. I, I think Jesus is communicating to us, when you follow me, every other relationship takes a back seat compared to me. And yes. he's not saying, I want you to chunk your family. He's saying, I want you to trust that when you follow me, I'll take care of those things too. Right. Yeah. And that's what's hard. It is. It is. It's giving up control. Well, and, and yeah, it's especially with family, but it's just in everything. I mean, your finances, your your health, mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. I mean, we are a control freak people. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think that's necessarily just being American. I think that's just being human. Yeah, I agree. I agree. These, these guys weren't American. Nope. I don't, I don't guess. They were traveling from Samaria, Samaria to Jerusalem. I'm pretty, <laughs> pretty sure there was no America back then. I don't, I don't think then. Columbus had sailed nope, blue not, yet. Not even close. <laughs> not even close. <laughs> but, um, but to your point, I don't know for certain because right. you can't talk to them. But when Jesus says foxes have dens and birds of the air have nests, but son of man doesn't know where to lay his head, 
He's saying, you know, I don't want to give up my nightly routine. Yeah. If this is all about luxury resorts and nice hotels, okay. If I can do my nightly routine, great. But if I have to rely on others for hospitality, Jesus, no. Which is interesting. It is. It is. And it it causes every one of us to think. Yeah. And, And again, I don't know if Jesus is calling every one of us to leave our nightly routine, but I do believe he's saying, if you follow me, there's going to be times you have to leave the house to go serve somewhere, or you have to go take care of a neighbor, or you have to go, I mean, the, you name I, it, yeah. I, I hate to give examples because we immediately say, well, I got to go do that. Um, That's so does, true. That, does that make sense? It does make sense. So let, let's move on. You said there were two things. Yeah, I just don't want to move on yet because this next one is really hard. Well, let's get there. Okay. I'm, I may write about this. I don't know because it's really burdening me. Okay. And I mentioned it briefly yesterday in both services. Mm-hmm. But that phrase, let the dead bury their dead, you go proclaim the kingdom of God, has just stuck. Because every, every listener here knows that I've been in church nine months before I was born. Mm-hmm. And every church I've ever attended and every church I've ever pastored, whether it was Wednesday night prayer meeting or a Sunday school class, 75% of the time included a prayer list with sick hurting, dying, or dead people. Right. And I think there's a place for that. Sure. But I do fear, I don't fear, I know, that we, at least the North American church, and I'll just say North American Southern Baptist churches in Louisiana, Arkansas, Tennessee, and Alabama, because that's the ones I've been in. I'll add Kentucky. I've been in a few up there. Okay. Are a lot more comfortable talking about those people that are dying or families that have lost loved ones, then we are saying, where's God bringing life in the gospel? Yeah. We feel good about ourselves because we're mentioning somebody in prayer. We pat ourselves on the back. And again, church, hear me. There is a place for loving on those who have lost loved ones. It is Super important. But if we're talking about dead things and dying things more than we're talking about those that God may be bringing to life in the gospel, Mm -hmm. we've missed our purpose. Amen. And Jesus says, let the dead bury the dead. Let me handle that. Trust me with that. Mm -hmm. You go proclaim the kingdom of God. Yeah. I've never looked at it in in that way until this week. And I believe it is a message for the church. So Matt, why do you think we're always talking about the dead, the sick, those things that you just talked about? Why does that seem to be such a, a popular topic? Well, it may be a popular topic, but I'm not going to give a popular answer. Okay. Church people are the worst at gossiping. Oh, that's part of it, sure. And church people love, they thrive off bad news. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. Sometimes by the time somebody's accident gets to my ears, it's it's like they they've been dead for six days, right? And really, they just broke a toenail. Yeah, church people love to thrive, and I do think it pats our ego when we say, "Hey, let's not forget to pray for such and such," or or it also gives us power in a prayer meeting. Mm-hmm. I know such and such. You didn't know that, right? Again, I I don't want to throw this away. Sure. But when the attention on dead and dying dominates, 
and discussions of kingdom advancement is n- very little or nothing at all. Yeah. That's a problem. Our, our, I'm sorry, I'm sorry no, no, to interrupt, no. but our life groups have to change. Well, and that's what I was about to say. Yeah. You know, when you look at the, the DXD strategy, mm-hmm. uh, care is one of the elements mm-hmm. within there, mm-hmm. but it's one of nine elements. Yeah. It's one ninth. Yeah. And, and even within that, I think sometimes we take care, uh, to the negative. Right. Hey, care only means tragedy and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I'm just sitting there going, no, it's so much more than mm-hmm. that. It is. It's caring for the lost. It's caring for folks who are trying to be obedient. Mm-hmm. And so I agree with you on that. It's it. There's all those reasons I think are valid reasons. Um, I think it's also just so in front of us. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the low hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's easy. We know how. Yeah. I don't have to work hard to, to say someone is, struggling or maybe, you know, close to going home, it's a whole lot harder for me to go, this person may be struggling with the Holy Spirit's call on their life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, That means I have to get involved Mm -hmm. and try to help them walk with the Spirit. And man, it's so much easier for me to go, yeah, Matt, Matt's on his deathbed than for me to go, Matt may be struggling with, am I called to this Mm -hmm. in my life? Mm -hmm. Um, Well, think about it. Think about it. What's more tragic? My aunt spent an eternity in hell or me dying today of a car accident. Your aunt spending eternity yeah. in hell. If you were to tell the church, and I, I'm guilty too. Okay. So I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm going to turn this on the church, but I'm guilty too. Sure. If you were to tell the church today, Matt was in a tragic car accident, pray for him. Mm-hmm. And in the very next, let's say you posted this on Facebook and the very next post was Matt's aunt doesn't know Jesus and will spend an eternity in hell unless she comes to Christ. The dominant, whether it's me or anybody, mm-hmm. will be, oh my gosh, what can we do for Matt? Oh my gosh, what can we do? Definitely. And I'm guilty. I'm, I'm guilty sure. too. That's got to change. Definitely. Because of what Jesus says here in Luke 9, let the dead bury the dead. You go proclaim the kingdom of Christ. I don't mean to sound harsh. Jesus doesn't. I, I, Jesus sounded harsh because he wanted it to carry a bite. Yeah. Well, and he's Jesus, and he knows, honestly, what's most important. And sometimes leadership, we always like to make Jesus this nice, fuzzy, warm guy. And sometimes leadership means you just got to say the hard thing and trust. I mean, he knew what would happen. Mm-hmm. So it's good. Yeah. So, Matt, so those are the two biggies. I'm yeah, those, those are good. I don't think I'll cut either one of those out. I think okay. you're safe. Thanks, man. So, I'll, I'll lay off the... I don't believe you, but okay. <laughs> so... <laughs> I'll hold you to it for like the next 30 seconds. So, all right, Matt and I want to say thanks for joining us today. We'll be back on Friday with another interview of some church members. We're excited about this one. And uh, we hope that you will be back with us on Friday to uh, join in on that conversation. In the meantime, you be good and may the Lord bless you and keep you.